Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. This is Laura D'Ambrosio of GT Nexus. Today I'm joined by Diane Palmquist, our VP of Manufacturing. She's going to talk to us about the complexities around outsourcing and what best-in-class manufacturers are doing in the face of a very complex supply chain. Hi, Diane. Hello. Today we want to discuss some best practices around balancing strategic and tactical aspects of supply chain management. Diane, you're working with a lot of manufacturers. What are you seeing out there? The first thing we're seeing is that supply chain excellence is a business best practice and companies who can succeed at supply chain excellence, they become best in industry. Every type of manufacturer is seeing that their markets are changing. For years, they have been you know, sourcing products from emerging markets, but then selling into Western markets. And now what they're seeing is that their new markets and their growth markets are coming from faraway places and coming from emerging markets. And that really changes the whole supply chain business. A knee-jerk reaction is to take the same processes that they use in other parts of the world successfully and just outsource those processes to new markets. And oftentimes those processes are highly manual, so they're taking uh, processes that can't scale and thinking, well, we need to save money, so we'll just hire someone who's cheaper to do it. Right. But they don't actually change the process. and. Only um, you know, best-in-class companies are making some big strides and changing actually how they do things. What are the top areas you're seeing uh, this issue of supply chain leaders outsourcing something that should be strategic and kept in-house? Well, there's four basic areas that we see outsourcing in. And I would say that it's transportation execution, supply chain visibility, supplier management, and then payment and invoicing. Tell us a little bit about transportation execution, the issues you're seeing there. Well, many companies today work with 3PLs or 4PLs to help them manage their transportation. And when they're going into new markets that they don't know, or maybe a new region, let's say Africa, they think that it's an easy panacea to say, you know what, we don't know how to do anything in Africa. We don't know who the carriers are. We don't know what the rates should be. We don't really know how to route things. So let's just outsource everything to a 3PL. And when you outsource every single part of it and you get rid of your own people in-house, you really have no longer have the capabilities of decision-making, of managing by exception, of figuring out if your plan is being adhered to. At first, that looks good, but there's really no control left at the manufacturers. You know, you want to do that because you think it's going to decrease cost and increase visibility. That usually doesn't happen. What does work is if you keep all the planning in-house and you keep the, the management and the scorecarding in-house so that you know you're adhering to your plan, which would then dovetail to your company's strategic plan, you make sure you're on course, and then let the 3PL execute your plan. You tell them how much you're willing to pay, what your routing guides are, uh, what your rules are, how long you know each step can take in your process, and let the 3PL do what they do best, and you manage it via scorecarding really a partnership and not just outsourcing things because they're hard. How do you get that level of control? You need three things. You need people, processes, and technology. So you have to have the right supply chain experts in-house who can help with the planning. You have to have the right supply chain execution experts at the 3PL, so people. Number two is process. You have to define your plan. You have to define your process. Last is technology. It has to be accessible real-time in some system for both parties to use and see and have instant feedback so that you're managing by exception and not looking for every single shipment but just focusing on the ones that are, are running late. It's so much easier to 
take the data that you get and make real-time decisions. So what about supply chain visibility? How are manufacturers outsourcing visibility? I think of it as seeing not just, you know, track and trace for your shipment, but also all of the processes around that shipment. So if it's, you know, if there's an order attached or a purchase order or the shipment documents or an invoice or any business processes or documents around that need to be part of that visibility. You can't have an ERP system on one side and then, you know, track and trace shipment somewhere because global companies are moving so many shipments at any one time. It all has to be interconnected. I would say a lot of times your 3PL might be able to find out where is a package but you have to be looking for it. You have to say, I'm looking for this particular package, and then they make some calls and get back to you. It's not very efficient to know which which parts of my entire supply chain are not running according to plan, because that's really the only ones I want to look at. And you might have global companies have multiple 3PLs, so then it's different processes for every single 3PL you have and possibly every carrier within that 3PL. So it, it gets really complicated to rely on 3PLs for supply chain visibility. So what do you think is the typical time between when something happens, you're looking for something, something gets lost, there's a problem, there's a disruption, and when you actually find out about it? The ideal time frame is it's real time and you would find out immediately and you'd be notified by a system that's watching it by the way, you have a problem here, or you're anticipated to have a problem here. Maybe the shipment isn't due for five more days, but we already see that it should have passed through customs somewhere, and it hasn't. So even anticipation of a problem is what people want to see. What some companies do to try to handle this is they hire groups of people who sit in an outsource center, and they focus on, let's say, your biggest customers. You have one group focusing on one big customer. All they do all day long is make phone calls to make sure that shipments are going to be on time and companies look at it and say, oh, but it's so much cheaper than when we used to do it, you know, in a U.S. city. But just because you made it cheaper, it's still a very inefficient process. Would you say that the cost will get passed on, even if it is outsourced, even if it seems cheaper, those inefficiencies are still there? Yes. If there is a dollar of inefficiency anywhere in there, even if it's maybe it used to be $3 of inefficiency and now it's only $1, it doesn't matter. That's $1 of inefficiency that will be spread to your products. And your competitors, if they don't have that inefficiency, they're already at an advantage. Putting efficient processes in place has a step function to increase the margins in your business and increase the customer and market share. What are some of the, the outsourcing problems or the, the issues you're seeing around supplier management? People have been sourcing in brick countries and in emerging markets for years, getting just supplies. But what the interesting change is that manufacturers are now outsourcing, so contract manufacturing, more and more production to some of their suppliers. The more and more they outsource their production, they almost become a virtual manufacturers. So now they're expecting the suppliers, you know, don't just make my parts for me, but also I might have you just deal with the raw materials because it's really difficult for me to figure out when you're going to need them. As the manufacturer, I might want you to look at my ERP system to figure out my inventory rules and how much stock I want you to keep and how much safety stock. And I might even get the purchase order negotiated so that the supplier can get the lowest price on raw materials. You now have a, a third party in that whole production cycle. 
Another trend in the same area is requiring the supplier to keep inventory in their warehouse in a VMI situation or vendor managed inventory because companies don't necessarily want that inventory on their books and they don't even want to manage it. Inventory that's sitting in warehouses and not moving is just dead inventory. And in some industries, you might have fast obsolescence or expirations. And to think, well, my supplier owns it, so it doesn't really affect me. I would just go back to the a dollar of wasted money in your supply chain eventually hits you. This sounds like a great idea in a perfect world. Suppliers are handling everything. It's all under control. They're just reporting back to you. Tell us how it happens in reality. I think the issue here is very similar to what we talked about in transportation, and that is the manufacturer themselves needs to own the plan. You can't just expect the supplier to make great decisions that you as the manufacturer couldn't make with the limited data that you had. And you can't just say because it's cheaper and it's off my books, it doesn't matter because it actually does. The manufacturer must own the entire supply chain plan and production plan. And the only thing they can outsource effectively is the execution of producing the parts at the right rate, at the right time, and getting them to the right place. Diane, you've talked a lot about the physical supply chain today, how manufacturers are outsourcing transportation strategy and visibility to 3PLs and outsourcing production and inventory management to suppliers. But what about the financial aspect of this? That's a fabulous question, and typically people don't put those two together. And really, there isn't a separation between the physical and financial supply chains. The reason that people think they're separate is because usually they're handled by separate systems and certainly by separate organizations within one manufacturing company. In the old days before people realized that you had to be partners with your suppliers and that any wasted time or money was actually came back to haunt you, you know, the procurement organization is completely incented to beat down the suppliers on piece part price and that's all they ever cared about. And on the other end of the corporation, you have the finance people also beating on the suppliers and extending their payment terms, so like 120 days. And those two things were seen as completely separate activities. And in the middle was a supply chain group and logistics group trying to get as much as they could out of the suppliers with really no incentives for the suppliers. There's a holistic approach to managing that whole assurance of supply area. The only bargaining chip you have is that you're going to be a partner with them, that you're going to share information with them along the way in a timely manner. So you're not going to change your orders at the last minute when they're already in production, et cetera. Pay them on time when you say you're going to. You're under contract. You hold them to a contract, you need to be held with a contract in the same way. So how do we ensure that they will get paid on time and that we have a good supplier relationship there? You know, the suppliers are doing this work because they want to get paid. This is their business. In order to get paid, the supplier first has to make the right parts and ship the right parts. And then after they do that, they send an invoice that has to match exactly the currency to the corporation who then receives it and waits 120 days and then pays the bill. Before that bill gets paid, you have to match the purchase order to the shipment, to the receipt, to the supplier invoice. Often companies have outsourced that to a BPO center, and that BPO center has to somehow get all those documents, match them all up, and then enter in the ERP system that it's okay to pay. And it's really a financial burden on the supplier to have to get paid like this. What if the supplier could take the purchase order and automatically produce from that purchase order, change that purchase order into a shipment to send it so it's already all matched up, you don't have to worry about currencies or SKU numbers or price, 
You send it out when it's received at some third-party warehouse or plant. It's already received against the PO and against the shipment automatically in the system. And then that is so easy to turn that information just into an invoice. So you've already have the four-way match. You don't have to pay hundreds of people in a BPO office somewhere. No matter how cheap it is, you could already be done. It's paperless. And then the invoice goes in the system. The suppliers can check on the status and you have a holistic end-to-end -end system on the supplier side. And it's a great incentive for the suppliers. And yet manufacturers hesitate to do this because they don't see the benefit for them. But I think you'll see a new philosophy coming into play as assurance supply programs become bigger. What would you say to a company that tells you, you know what, everything's working just fine. I like my outsource partners. I like my suppliers are doing a great job. Everything's good. What would you tell them about the future of manufacturing and long-term strategy? It's not going to work to be complacent because even if you think you're fine, your competitors will pass you. And so it's just very important to always make sure you have a nimble supply chain, a dynamic supply chain, an agile supply chain and that you are continuously looking at your supply chain segmentation and matching how you deliver up to what those segments are. Best-in-class companies will do that. Even if you're best-in-class today, you can't stay that way without those things that I mentioned. If you were to summarize these issues, uh, what's the biggest takeaway for people here? I would say outsourcing is not about passing inefficient processes to your partners. It's about using your strengths plus their strengths to best execute on your supply chain and become best in class. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Diane. This was very helpful, very informative, and we had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was a pleasure. Again, that was Diane Palmquist, VP of Manufacturing at GT Nexus. To learn more, visit us at gtnexus.com.